On SCNQ, it's the man who's been front and centre for the biggest moments in Queensland sport for four decades and counting, Pat Welsh. You're listening to Patton Hills on SCNQ, 6.93am. Just repeating that wonderful news that we have our first gold medal at the World Athletics Championships in Budapest. Nina Kennedy sharing pole vault gold with Katie Moon, the American great, who's the world and Olympic champion. Nina going to places she's never been before. Twice smashed her PB, uh, got over 490, and both missed then at 495. So they share the gold medal. Wonderful news for Australia this morning. Uh, and it was only about an hour or so ago. We'll have a chat to Matty. go back to 494. Then 493. Yeah, well, Matty Denny thought they might go to, to 492, but they moved it up to 495. No, but after they both fail, you've got no, to come no, back. No, they don't you do come that. come back. They don't do that. Someone's got to win this. Let's talk a little bit of racing with uh, with Nathan Hexelby, who knows, he's got his finger on the pulse everywhere as far as racing in Queensland goes. This is for Racing Queensland. Uh, .com.au, but remember, what are you really gambling with? Nate, uh, a very good morning to you, mate. Morning, boys. How are you? Good, good, good. Hey, listen, I just wanted to tap your vast wealth of knowledge on <laughs> on where we're going spring carnival-wise because just from a you know a racing aficionado, you know, I, I love my, my thoroughbreds, mm. but I, I just I just get a, a real sense of excitement about the spring carnivals down south and Queensland involvement. Yeah, and it's something that's happened in the last few years. We, we were sort of in the wilderness for a, a good while, weren't we, Pat? But um, our, our stables here are getting stronger all the time, and um, you'd be disappointed if we didn't mm. have some sort of um, representation down there. We saw Uncommon James win a Group 1 earlier in the year, and he'll be back uh, back for a spring tilt. They're hoping to go to the Moya Stakes there at Mooney Valley. And the Sprint Series is really interesting now, isn't it? It's sort of split because you've got the, the A-graders, the absolute A-graders, aiming for an Everest in Sydney, and then that leaves these pretty nice races in Melbourne with decent money themselves, sort of a little less competitive than uh, they were previously, yeah. if I can say that. And um, Horses like Rothfire and, and Uncommon James, who, who aren't up to the Everest, get their chance in those sort of races. Yeah. Now, what about Antino? I know Tony Gollan's taking a few south, mm. and we saw Skirt the Law, Zoo Styles heading, but he's got big raps on Antino, hasn't he? Yeah, it was just such a frustrating carnival up here for him. He was desperate to get him into the Stradbroke and nothing went right. So he did win on Stradbroke Day. And I think that day sort of really showed that he's he's something a little bit special. He went from restricted grade to wait for age and then toyed with his rivals there. I think, Pat, he's he's clearly Queensland's best chance of winning a Group 1 okay. in the South. That's not to diminish Rothfire and Uncommon James. But you know, I think a race like the Turak... Uh, which I think is, is is where they're sort of heading. Maybe. That's just looks an ideal race for him in a mile under handicap conditions. The handicapper won't have got his grips on him too much at this yeah. point in time, and, and he'll get to wait for Aziz horse. So I understand Tony's frustration through the through the winter, but I understand his excitement heading to the spring. Yes, patience is a virtue. That, that's a good call <laughs> about how it has opened up the, the New South Wales races. You know, the mm. Roses and the Eagles. Get, do you go to the Roses and the Eagles and not the Everest with, without the intention of holding down a slot at the Everest? Yeah, well, a couple of points about the Everest Hills. Three-year-olds have now won it twice in its in its short history, so a lot of slot holders would look at these horses um in these young horses, the three-year-olds, so they could run in a Golden Rose and then come back to an Everest. We saw Yes, Yes, Yes mm. do that a few years back. Giga Kick didn't run in the Golden Rose. He was sort of even more left field. You know, a horse like King's Gambit, for instance, who tried like a rocket um, this week against Nature Strip, 
straight away slotholders are on on the phone to the connection yeah. there saying, hey, any interest here? When really his aim was going to be a Coolmore stud stakes, but it just it does change it. And then the other aspect is for the four year olds, uh, they they try and keep them fresh enough to to run well in an Everest, and then then head off to the, the ten million dollar Golden Eagle three weeks later. So it's completely changed the spring, and a lot of horses they race out of their comfort zone now. I would say. Uh, as opposed to the distances they're best suited at, they try and keep them fresh for these these shorter course races. Like a horse like Amelia's um, Dream from WA, yeah. she she you, logically she's a Cox Plate horse, but they're sort of tempted to keep her fresh enough for a fifteen hundred meter mm. Golden Eagle. So it's certainly changed everything about the spring. Hey, the other one, of course. Uh, what about Yellow Brick? Yeah, I've seen Ben Dory's reported about Yellow Brick this morning, sort of heading towards the Golden Eagle. Um, he's and he would need to step up another notch for that, but he's a sort of horse that could pick up a race a, a, along the way. I would think Yellow Brick. He's, he's he's very good. Just does need to take another step uh, in this off season to sort of measure right up to those. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nath, can you? Is there any update on the uh, tracks of Melbourne? There's a lot of renovations planned down there, isn't there, for Caulfield mm-hmm. and Mooney Valley? Is is uh, are they underway or done or? Yeah, well, Caulfield's done back racing. I thought Caulfield raced terrifically last Saturday. Mooney Valley, um, mm. that first meeting they had back a month ago, everyone wanted to rip it straight up. Um, I'm pretty sure they're pressing ahead with those plans to reconfigure the track, which is obviously hugely you know, controversial, and there's a lot of nostalgia associated yes. with it because of the Cox Plate as a spectacle for mine is the best spectacle race in Australia, just with that grandstand bearing on down on top of the horses in that sort of 160 metre straight. And they change the configuration of that track. You just wonder whether some of that race's charm will go. But it comes down to, to finances a lot of the time now, and race clubs have to diversify for income. No longer can they just rely on racing to, to get by. They need to you know, have other income streams and developments is the is the number one go-to. Hey, got to say, there was a nice story from Benny Dorries as well today. Uh, we mm. know we'd, we'd lost former Australian soldier and criminal lawyer Dave Garrett, who's mm. a very prominent face around the racing circuit here. Uh, and there was a, a special win uh, this week, wasn't there, with Kipling's journey? Yeah, I saw there was a really nice story that Ben wrote there about that horse and Racing has a has a knack of sort of having these nice stories associated on the back of, of very very sad times. So nice for the the family to have yeah. some sort of joy there in, in the face of much sadness. Yeah, pick it up in the career today, Ben Dory's story about uh, about that. Hey, we've run out of time, mate. As usual, fantastic to talk to you, and uh, really appreciate your wisdom on all things spring carnival. <laughs> Thanks, Nate. Anytime, mate. Nathan Cheers. X will be.